welcome to Dads with Daughters. In this show, we spotlight dads, resources, and more to help you be the best dad you can be. Hey everyone, this is Chris, and thanks so much for being back with the Dads with Daughters podcast. Today, I am sharing with you a special recording of a webinar that we did with Eduardo Briola, who is from Dove. And for those of you that are part of the Dads with Daughters Facebook community, you have been seeing that we've been sharing a lot of information about the importance of self-esteem and body image. And we've been working with Dove over the last five weeks to be able to provide you with things that you can do to be able to engage with your daughters in some meaningful conversations about self-esteem and body image. Today, we delve even deeper to learn more about the program, the curriculum, and some of the impetus behind all of this. And it's a great conversation. I think you're going to love it, and you're going to learn a lot as well. It's a little bit longer than our typical interviews, but I hope that you listen all the way through. And if you're not a part of the Dads with Daughters community, please come over to Dads with Daughters by Fathering Together, and you'll be able to access it very, very easily. Hello, everybody. Hello. Hey, everyone. Um, Chris Lewis, Brian Anderson. Uh, we, we, we're here today with all of you to talk about the Dove Self-Esteem Project. We're really excited to be able to have uh, Edo Briola with us. He is a global brand director with Dove. And uh, we're going to be talking about the Dove Self-Esteem Project that we have been chatting about for uh, actually quite a few weeks right now. Um, yeah. We've been telling you about this for quite a while. We've been talking to people that have been doing it. You know, so you've probably seen some of the the uh, interviews that we've been that Brian's been doing, I'm going to say, but um, but we've also been encouraging you to get involved, get involved with the mentoring project, get involved with the units, and and really having these meaningful conversations with your daughters about self-esteem and body image and the work that Dove has put into being able to create this great resource for our community and for for so many. So I, I thank you, Edo, for being here today. Um, we're really excited. Well, thank you for having me. I'm very excited. I'm more excited than you are, I'm sure. <laughs> now, you know, I think first and foremost, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? I know you have a daughter and you and one on the way. So, but but tell us a little bit about um, your kind of your journey and in getting involved with Dove and what led you to where you are today. So yeah, so uh, first of all, if you're wondering, you may have recognized my accent or you may have not. Uh, I'm Italian, uh, originally I'm based in London in the UK. Um, and uh, as you say, I'm the father of an almost three years old daughter, Olivia. And uh, yeah, over the next two weeks, uh, we should be uh, having our second daughter. If I suddenly disappear during this call, my wife may have gone into labor. And uh, you never know at this point what's going to happen. Right, right. Um, but um, I joined uh, uh, Unilever, which is that um, owner company, eight years ago. I've done a number of different things. And then about three years ago, I was offered to, to work on Dove. At the time, it was not to be doing what I do now, but to head all of Dove in the UK. Um, and that's how I started my journey on Dove. And then I ended up doing what I'm doing now. And uh, yeah, it's, been, uh, it's now been three years. And the Dove Self-Esteem Project probably has been the biggest surprise. You know, it's not the only part of the job, but it's, uh, I, this happened, if you think about three years ago, when I had a daughter, when I, Olivia was right, just born. Right. And it's been an incredible journey. Have you been able to 
incorporate like does it just come naturally where you just use some of the dove language from the self-esteem project with your daughter i mean i know she's much younger than the the focus but is that something you catch yourself doing at all um definitely yes you know i must tell you when i got the job i thought you know i knew that everything that dove has been doing for so many years because the the, the dove self-esteem fund as you will call mm-hmm. as it was called at mm-hmm. the time started in 2004 so you know it's, i was in high school at the time um and uh, but when i joined dove i was very excited olivia had just born had just been born and, and i thought oh this is really great i'm not sure it's really my cause but you know it's a great cause and i'll do my very best and then, you know, it took very little. I think she started nursery after a few months. And for me, the, the moment that really, you know, that made me completely change my, my view of the whole thing is that I picked her up one day in nursery. And next to me comes another dad, right, to pick up his son. And, you know, the, the two kids, Olivia and him, just, just get, to, get to hug us. And he looks at his son and says, oh, yeah, what have you done today? Have you been to the garden? Have you run around? And, and then he turns towards Olivia and he says, oh, Olivia, what a beautiful pair of shoes you have today. You know, and I thought, wait a second. How is it that because it's Olivia, it's all about appearance and her shoes, right. whereas yeah. him, it's about running around in the garden. That moment, probably informed by the fact that I work on Dove, so I was, my frame of mind was already there. I just thought, oh, I need to really do make a difference here. You know, I knew already I, was, I needed to make it for my job, but I really need to do something serious with myself yeah. in this job. So can you tell me, tell me a little bit about the fact that um, Dove has put a lot of resources into the creation of this resource, of this curriculum. You know, what was the initial impetus what, for why a brand as large as Dove wanted to get involved with something like this? Um, it's, it's a great question. And one that, as I said, goes, um, way beyond my time. Right. And I think, you know, the whole journey started when Dove found itself at the beginning of the 2000s as a brand with an incredible heritage an incredible, uh, history of providing products that offer care and an incredible amount of care to, to its consumers. And, at some point, there was a realization that, you know, brands simply need to do much more than that. And I think, you know, it's, it's quite interesting if you think about it today, right? Today, we live in a world where with, with social media and everything, we know there is this narrative of brands need to play a higher role and they need to step in and they need to have a voice. They need to be committed. But at the time, I would say pretty much nobody was doing that. And I think that was one of the very first brands that thought, you know, we need to, we need to step in and we need to follow through our words with very tangible actions. And if you think about a brand that has always been in beauty and offering beauty products of of some sort, we wanted to really offer that care to our consumers, but they went beyond the products when, you know, if it's all about beauty, you should be able to experience your beauty any way you want. You should be able not to feel that there is pressure, there are prejudices, there are ways in which you should look because that's the way the book or, or nowadays, you know, um, social media, media tell you to be. And actually, it all started with the research that was done in 2004. A lot of questions, to, I think about 20 counters involving this research. And a lot of questions to women uh, in particular and young women about how, what they thought of themselves and the way they looked. And there was one question that was, do you consider yourself beautiful? Mm. And guess what's the percentage of women or young women who said yes? It was 3%. So 
was gonna say five. Duh. Yeah. Well, you're you're close. Yeah, I'm gonna say twenty-five. I mean, still, regardless, it shouldn't be so low. Yeah. Yes. That's amazing. So since then, you know, it's been year after year building up the program and the Duffield Self-Esteem Fund and now project is really uh, is really big, you know, and I don't want to, you know, I'm really not here to, 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 to advertise it or, you know, but we have reached with our interventions over 60 million young lives uh, over the past 15 years across 142 countries, I believe. Uh, everything we do, all the, all the programs we have are all validated. They come from research. We work with a number of institutions, you know, um, some of which in the United States. Um, so it's, it's, it's been a big effort. And as I say, start the way uh, before me, and it involves a lot of people in all sorts of uh, fields of life and expertises because, you know, I'm just a very, very small part of it. But yeah, it's, 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 it's quite impressive to work for it. It's quite impressive when you come from the outside and see what the legacy is. Well, it is quite a legacy. And, you know, I think that for, um, for those of us, for, I mean, I have two daughters, Brian has two daughters. I mean, and it is so important because from an early age, the, uh, I mean, I work in the media, but the media, <laughs> you foresee, you see in the media, a, a, a image that is shown to our daughters. Um, and there is definitely something that is shown to them that they grow up with. And even if you don't, specifically say things to them about it they are learning it and it's and it's challenging in that regard you know one of the things that i think that i was interested in knowing is right now you're working with our group to be able to engage fathers why is it so important though for in your perspective as a father but also as someone that's working with Doug? why is it so important for fathers to be involved in these conversations Look, I'm extremely passionate about this um, because I personally think, and I, and I mean no offense to anyone because, you know, you are fathers, I'm a father of daughters. So, you know, we, we are all in the group and nobody's in the group because then we do it to a certain extent or different extents. I think dads in particular, I have a feeling sometimes struggle to understand this. And the reason being, I think it goes back to what you were saying, you know, the pressure is on from the very beginning, from very early age, from your toys advertisements on TV and the type of toys and the way they look like um, to, to everything that is around you. And I think very often we as men, unfortunately, you know, well, fortunately for us, you could say we have not gone, had to go through the same. Right. Uh, but unfortunately, because of that, we don't understand. You know, I, I find my wife, you know, so naturally more in tune with this whole topic. And I have to learn it because of my job, because of, you know, reading. I think dads are really, they know no, that means badly. You know, we all try to do our very best. But it's little things, you know, and, and I think about my dad. You know, my dad when I was growing up and, you know, maybe... I don't know if I was affected or not, but we would watch TV and it was one of those old style dads would say stuff like, oh, look at the woman. She's so fat, you know, and this is, this is very little things, but this is all things that contribute to creating uh, this culture, this environment. Now we have moved along a lot since my dad's time, but, um, but, uh, but you see what I think dads still sometimes need to spend a bit of time to stop. And think, do I have the sensitivity? Do I have the vocabulary? Do I have the understanding of body confidence and the yeah. lack thereof and how much damage that can do and what causes it, which can be very, very tiny comments, statements, you know, mm -hmm. untold 
eye looks, you know, they can do a lot. Well, it's like you were saying in your story just a moment ago, the this other dad just making an offhand comment about shoes rather than, hey, did you build something today? Or did you do, you know, like it's, it's not always just the, the physical body we talk about. It's also the, the, the expectations we have of what our children will become and, and the roles that our daughters can live into. And, you know, I think as somebody who's got two daughters, but was raised with a sister who's, you know, a, a professor and just a, a way smarter than I am, like the ways that she and I were raised, not by my parents specifically, but just within the culture of my hometown, you know, we were definitely treated differently on multiple levels. And at a certain point in high school, I think it, it, it became evident to me, but, and we started talking more about it. And I just realized just how kind of easy I had it growing up where I didn't have to worry about my parents within reason, right? I couldn't just show up in like ratty clothes or whatever, you know, but, but that those pressures before social media even existed, just like with, with covers of magazines, with everything, um, create a very different playing field and experience for daughters. And I know for myself, like you were saying, when, when my daughters were born, things just started clicking where I was like, I want every th- opportunity for my daughter. And, and I would start seeing other dads, uh, other influences on my daughter's life. that I was like, Oh, now I, I have to be a champion for her yeah. and, and fight in a way that I hadn't mentally thought about fighting before in in creating those opportunities so yeah i think it's so critical for dads to engage and better understand this you know the 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 why of this self-esteem project more so than anything else yeah i think you said exactly you said it much better than i did you said you know i think for dads most often this was not our fight you know it was not our fight growing up and and you need to learn to to fight a new fight and and to fight it for your daughter and and you know and uh, and for all the other daughters because you know then you end up you get in touch with you know, other girls and the school with your daughter and you know if you see that not happening you have to fight also for them I think that that's the duty and ultimately for all young girls you know and one of the things you know just just to be clear because you know one of the questions I'm always asked is talking about girls versus talking about boys right mm-hmm. because the reality is that it is true that appearance pressure also affects boys and i think this is is happening more and more now it's it's, it's the trend yeah. that's increasing compared to um uh, probably when when you and i grew up now there is still substantial research that shows that girls are disproportionately impacted so if you look at publications and and academic research is still unfortunately um, um a problem that girls have to suffer um, and live the the most with, but you know, um, I would definitely not exclude then boys, and I just think it's important to say because some uh, some of the dads will also be dads with uh, with boys. Um, it's important to say that yeah, it's it's an issue that can really affect everyone, and it's an issue that needs the same level of attention for sure. Yeah, um, one more question, I can turn it over to you again, Chris. But um, I think the other piece that plays into this, as you're alluding to, is the social media and Instagram filters and even on, I mean, Facebook, uh, all, all any any platform really, the the performative nature that is existing now, um, even for us, right? Like, I mean, you have these YouTube superstars, you've got Insta famous people where they have a brand that they've created about who they want to portray to the world, um, 
And that may be their real personality, but I would imagine a lot of it is just this persona that they've put forward. And so I'm thinking through for my daughter, like, how do I share her on Facebook? How do I share her who she is without making it a popularity contest, without making her feel like, okay, the way I dressed today got the most hits. So now I need to dress this way all the time, right? And And not allowing what she's putting out in the world to, or the responses that she's going to eventually put out in the world, how like not dictate her sense of self-worth in, in a way. Yeah. Look, I, I must tell you one of the reasons why I'm really happy that Olivia is only three is because I'm, I don't yet have, yet have to, to think about mm-hmm. the relationship with social media. You know, um, what part of what we do, everybody works in DAV across every country in the world, in Unidiva, what, what we do at least a couple of times per year is to go out to schools and, and run the same workshops that we normally have experts run on our behalf. And that gives us a chance to speak to a class of 10, 11, 12, 13 years old and, and run our modules that have uh, the proven modules of the DAV self-esteem project. And every time I do it, I get out of that, you know, massively energized, but also lacking self-confidence in my ability of being a father in the years to come. And I give you just one, one example that, you know, goes exactly to what you were saying. You know, um, we are on these sessions, right? And one part of the session, you may have seen it, that's um, if you have looked through our modules, is that we explain that whatever they see on social media, increasingly so even by their friends, right? But let's start with professional media, the actresses, the singers, the, the, you know, whoever, the advertisements, etc. Um, for most brands, and we try not to do that with Dove, and we do not do that with Dove, but most brands will still portray it, you know, the Photoshop, the editing, yeah. things really yeah. are not the way they really are. And to be honest, for, for us, you know, I, when every time I share this, I think, yeah, obviously, you know, there is a whole lot of Photoshop that unfortunately happens. These kids look at us and say, what? What I'm seeing is not reality? You mean that maybe they edit their hair, their skin, their neck, their waistline, whatever? They are shocked, you know, and this gives you a sense of the lack of understanding and the, the role that parents and fathers need to have, you know, in going in yeah. and, and explaining, look, the world of social media, you need to be trained, you know, I, I need to tell you what's there. It can be amazing, and it's an amazing innovation, and it's a fantastic yeah. mean of communication and so many other things, but you need to be taken through it. And, and we didn't need that, you know, when we grew up. Right, right. Uh, you know, and, and, and that's a big difference. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, it's, it is so, it's so challenging to, have, to be able to put yourself in those shoes and to be able to, but you have to, you have to be able to look at things in a completely different way, especially as you have a daughter, to be able to look at the things that typically we would see through a male lens and try to see it from a female lens, though that doesn't come easily for us. Now, you talked about all of these people that all these uh, these students that you've impacted ac- across the world over the the um, the the time that this program has been going forward. How do you bring? How does this typically go into schools? I mean, and into communities. Um, and can fathers that are listening today? I mean, is it something that they can try to get in their own communities? Yes, absolutely. So, look, we we have. A number of um, a number of 
programs that we run because our our view is that we need to try to achieve maximum scale, right? Any young person that can be impacted, we should try and reach them uh, mm -hmm. and impact them around the world. We started in schools. Schools is a great place because you know, you have an audience that is going to listen to you. It's a perfect moment in time. A perfect, you, you capture the perfect age where, where, you know, this conversation should happen. So the way we do that is that uh, across countries all around the world, we have partner um, organizations and governments that allow us to go in. Generally, the first thing we do is to get the government to sign off our modules as approved by the Department of Education, Minister of Education, depending on how they're called, so that they can be um, delivered by teachers, first of all, you know, and they can be can form part of the academic uh, program for their kids. It is the case in the United States, for example. That's exactly what we do. Uh, that doesn't mean that every single school in the country is covered because, you know, there is always uh, more that we can do. And, you know, my suggestion is any dad who finds um, the, this material is useful and they know that nothing like that is delivered in their school, uh, to just talk, you know, to teachers and, you know, and just dove.com slash self-esteem, very easy. Uh, there is all the materials for teachers there that can be downloaded and they can be immediately then uh, delivered to um, to the children. So, you know, it, it doesn't get any easier than a simple website. There are many other things we do, though, because schools is one way, but dads may say, you know, school maybe is already doing something, but I want to integrate that. Partly is what we're doing together, right? Mm -hmm. We have modules for parents because the conversation that a parent can have is not the same conversation a teacher has and can go in much more depth, even though it can be much more, you know, um, difficult in many ways also to have. We then have, um, we then have um, um, games that we run on apps, for example. Mm -hmm. We have eBooks, you know. Uh, we try to deliver media content. So there is plenty that we try and do and that we try to tailor for different ages and different needs. Uh, but I think, you know, um, to be very simplistic and just give a clear, let's say, call to arms uh, to all the dads, uh, whether it's your Facebook community with the modules, which are a great start, I think, and, you know, and everybody should start from those. If then there is more than you want to do, as I said, it's dove.com slash self-esteem. And that's a perfect start gateway for anything that I hope uh, that dads may need. Well, I think, I mean, obviously we were talking with, with you all at Dove before COVID kind of swept across and, and brought us all into our homes. But um, I, I'm just thinking like the, the lack of formal education right now in classrooms for many of us across the globe, like tragically perfect timing, I guess you could say, with, with being able to bring this to more audiences in the sense that you're right, like so many of us aren't having our children in school to be able to go through a formal program as a community. Um, but I guess my question would be like, what's the impact when you do it with a group of girls or, or boys? Like, what's that like as a social experiment in a, like in a, in a group discussing these things versus like what many of us are doing are we're reading it off of Facebook in the modules and then we go home and we talk it or, or we, then we go upstairs in the other room, talk to our daughters about it. Have you done any kind of research or looking into what's that, the peer experience versus just the father-daughter kind of conversation? Yes, we have. And I think there is a natural difference. You know, part is a different that you could expect, you know, the different type of relationship and how that drives a, a different type of conversation. Um, I think there is 
there is a power that lies in the conversation with the dad or a mom, which, which I don't think we need to, you know, it's quite self-explanatory. What I think is sometimes underestimated is the peer-to-peer mm-hmm. um, exercise. And um, I'll give an example, something that we do in schools and it's part of our traditional school delivery module, uh, school deliver module is we get the, the kids to, to work in couples, right? So just groups of two, because, you know, sometimes they may not feel like speaking to everyone and, and yep. maybe the person sitting next to them tends to be a, a good friend or, or, or a better friend than some other kids. And we just tell them first to describe to the other person um, something that they struggle with of their appearance, you know, and some something that, you know, that they're not particularly happy with. And what is immediately triggered in that conversation is very often the other kid, when you listen, say, but no, but why are you saying that? I love your hair. You know, the, the absolute, you know. And, and immediately there is this innocent, in many ways, immediate pushback of, no, it's not true. I love your eyes. I love your hair. I love whatever else you're complaining about. And then we do the reverse. We ask them to tell to the other person, to the other kid, something they love um, about them. And, and you witness the most uh, touching conversations. You, you witness the most, again, you know, innocent but deep and, and very thought through compliments. And, um, and, and this is a first step. You know, this does not solve, you know, the, the, the issue per se. As it's, it's one little activity of, um, within a big module. But it's the ability to have the peer-to-peer sharing, that the voice that all of a sudden makes you think, yeah, my mom, of course, when I talk at home, she may say that I look beautiful and I shouldn't care. But what must they be thinking here in this class? I'm sure they're not beautiful. And then all of a sudden they are telling you, you know, and, and this is a, has a huge impact and, and has a lot of power. This is just a small example, obviously, of what is, what is a wider session, but it gives you a sense, I hope, of how powerful the peer-to-peer element of it can be. Yeah. Well, especially as they get older, right? The teenage years, those um, take way more, more control over that, that self-worth than like three-year-old and and my six-year-old where it's still like, daddy's the greatest, mommy's the greatest. They, they kind of tell me about my world. And then for Chris's kids who are in the the tween teen years, there's, there's a much wider disconnect going on, right, Chris? Yeah, there is. And, you know, I, I've definitely heard it. Um, you know, my, my oldest has said to me that, you know, that she does it, that she's ugly and things like that. I'm like, no, you're not. And she's like, well, you have to say that. And I'm like, no, well, yeah, yes. but, I mean, <laughs> I don't have to say it, but I do say it because it's true. Um, but I, so I think that what you said in regards to the peer to peer piece is so important and being able to, have these conversations with peer to peer or in a environment where they are together, where they can hear people saying these things, because a lot of times they're not, they're not going to go say, Oh, I'm so ugly to my, my, my best friend. Right. Um, they're thinking it, you know, and they're, when they're looking at themselves, they feel that whether it, and it's, you know, it's, it's, it's what it is. But that being said, I think that opening a dialogue, especially between, you know, girl to girl. Um, so, but also boys too, that, so that boys can understand that this is the case and being able to have these open dialogues 
where individuals can be comfortable talking about that. I mean, it's not, I mean, even as men, I mean, I don't think that, you know, I don't go to Brian and say, oh my God, I'm so fat, right? I mean, I may look in the mirror and say, oh, I don't like how my body's looking right now. Um, but it's not a conversation that we always have. Um, and, and I think that, I mean, Brian said this before, is, you know, we, even, uh, even as adults, we have to watch the words that we use as there are words that we may use that might body shame our own bodies. But that has an impact also on what our kids are hearing. Yeah, and, and I think the the beauty of going back again to to, to peer to peers are saying is that by doing it in a somehow you know guided environment like that of a Dove you know self esteem project module where anyway there is a teacher who's been who's prepared there is an expert who's prepared and has done all of their work. Um, whilst having that peer to peer conversation, it shows you that as you're saying, small words, small comments can have a very very deep impact. And I think going back to the, one of the initial questions of why dads, you know, um, should dedicate themselves to this is because this is the critical thing. Is kids need to understand already when they are at that age, but then fathers need to understand if they haven't, haven't had a chance to talk about it before, that it's the power of these little things that somehow can have a huge impact. And hopefully what we do with our work and what, what you will see in the modules that, that you know, you're, uh, you're running and, and you're talking about and you're, you're sharing, and thank you for that on, on your group, is that, you know, it's an education to that. And an education, it takes time, you know, because frankly speaking, you know, um, it happens, you know, to my wife going out for a Christmas dinner, looks at me and says, oh, look, I look so fat, you know. And then maybe Olivia's around the corner, you know, and it doesn't mean that we're not prepared. It's just that it's, it's the way our brains are wired, you know. Mm-hmm. But little by little is the understanding and trying a bit harder and trying it harder until hopefully that language, that type of way of looking and, and speaking about things just gets out of the door and hopefully never comes back. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, I'll just say like, you know, it could be overwhelming, right? As dads, there's so many things we need to think about from like, online safety from predators to body image to, I mean, things that we're seeing in the country here in the United States right now, just the civil unrest. There's so many things that dads need to carry with them to, to protect and, and support their children. So having resources like this, I think, and, and other, you know, there's a host of other content out there, but, but having this at our fingertips has been truly an eye-opening experience for me these past few weeks, but, but gives me some strength to, and, and some language so that I'm not trying to come up with all of it on my own. So to speak. And, you know, just because as you say, you know, as a parent or as a dad, you know, I mean, the amount of things you, you worry about or will worry about for the rest of your life is endless. But just to be extremely clear about what we're talking about, especially if there were some dads who maybe have not yet gone through uh, the modules or are still, are still battling a bit with, you know, body confidence. Okay. But I have much bigger issues with my daughter that I have to figure out. Um, a lack of body confidence, science shows, and this is not my opinion, it's research, academic research, years and years of publications show that the impacts are devastating. Lack of body confidence translates into anything from you won't put your hand up anymore in school. You won't take part in school activities. You won't take part in physical activity, in sport, and you think, oh my God, what if I show my body running or, or, or playing sports? What would people think about me? Um, it has an incidence in smoking. It has an incidence in alcoholism. 
it has an incidence in uh, the self-confidence and the eventual leadership positions that you may or may not get in your job. Right. Right. And this is not, again, not and this is not anecdotal. This is science. This is research. Body confidence, or I rather said lack of body confidence, can have devastating impacts on the life of young girls and young people in general. And I think it's important, again, as, as a community of dads, we, uh, we, we understand that and we act upon it. Because I'm not saying there are no other issues. There are other fundamentally terrible issues that we need to, we need to look after. And we'll never be perfect because right. none of us is. But but this should be one of the issues on top of our on top of our agenda. Yeah, yeah, it's so important. And you know, for for all of you that have never taken a look at the units yet, I want to make sure that you take a take a moment to be able to go over and just check them out. There are seven specific units that we have created with Dove to be able to help you to be able to start having these conversations. And all you have to do, you know, if you're looking at the at your screen right now, just look on the left-hand bar of the Facebook group and you're going to see something that says units. Click on it. We know that many of you have already done this, but if you haven't yet, click on units and check out all of the different units that we've got because um, they, Dove has done a great job of being able to create a curriculum. We've tried to make, put it into digestible pieces because this, the whole curriculum itself is, I, I think it's like, isn't it like a hundred pages or something like that? Um, and we have plenty of them. So, yeah, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's a lot. I mean, it's, it's a lot of pages, but, but don't worry. You know, I'm not trying to say that to scare you and say that you're going to be reading forever here. These are very digestible pieces, small things that you can do um, to really start to have these conversations. And then you can go deeper in having even further conversations and understanding more about all of the different pieces that are in place with the curriculum that has been set. Now, um, Edo, tell me a little bit about, I know you, you've been talking about research and we've talked about the curriculum a little bit, but talk to me about how was this curriculum developed? Um, and I know you, you've, brought in some, you've brought in some academic experts and really done a lot of research, right, to be able to create this? Yes, so it's it's a journey that has um, that has been you know um, very complex at the beginning um, because obviously Dove got to the table as a business fundamentally as as a consumer goods uh, brand. So the idea was you know we we will fund it, we will push it, we will put our muscle and our ability to to find the scale. But what we did was bring um, as many of the most well-renowned body confidence and, you know, academic experts and uh, psychologists and, you know, a group of people working, um, a wide group of people working on these issues. And then what we always do, and we did at the beginning, but we always do, it's, it's a very thorough process because we start with identifying the key issues and the key um, areas that need to be addressed. And, you know, yes, it's body confidence, but body confidence for a girl, for, for example, an 11 years old and 17 is quite different. And as the same issue, but quite different nuances. It's quite different talking about um, eating and food or talking about sports, right? So there are a lot of different interventions and a lot of different root issues that need to be, need to be evaluated depending on which kind of content we create. We then go off with the experts. The experts help us create it because ultimately they are the ones, you know, need to give us all the input and, and, need to, and need to make sure we are all writing the right things and including the right stimuli. And then what we do before we even launch annually is we validate it. 
So we need to be able to say before this even hits our website or, or your Facebook group or any other place, we need to be able to prove with statistical significance, so proper scientific proof that the impact of going through these modules is an increase in body confidence and self-esteem. Um, and one of the, this is a, you know, um, anecdotal and is, you know, it's something I, I find it quite, some, something quite interesting to share in a place like the United States is relatively, I wouldn't say easy, but there is a lot of research and there are a lot of academic research. So we have very defined benchmarks. We know what, uh, in the US, self-esteem is defined by, we know the benchmark and we validate and we run it past children and we run it to see, are we achieving that, right? Are, are we getting beyond the bar of higher self-esteem? We work in countries around the world where when we step in with our Dove self-esteem project and we want to start it, there is a complete lack of science. Like well, there is nobody before a governmental academic research level defined what does it mean to be, to have self-esteem and, and body confidence here. And we may think it's exactly the same benchmark and the same scale all over the world, but it's not because culturally we're very, very different places. So some of the work we do with experts also is in these countries, we first build a body of research to define what is self-esteem and body confidence in this country to then be able to develop and measure. Otherwise, we would have nothing to measure against. And we could say, yeah, it works, but works against what really? So, so it's, it's all, you know, it's a very thorough process. It's a process that sometimes takes us quite a bit of time also to, uh, to achieve the right impact, the right impact. But going back then and just to, to complete the answer, but also connect to what you were saying in terms of the, the modules that are, you know, on, on your page. Um, not only these modules, when we created, they were validated so that if you then have a conversation with your children or with your daughters, um, they, will, they will have a positive impact on their body confidence and self-esteem. We have also been able to prove, and hopefully you'll, you'll see it, all the dads going through, that half an hour, just half an hour of reading through these modules has a positive impact on body confidence and self-esteem for the reader, so for the dad. You know, so hopefully if you don't believe it or if you're still like, oh, body confidence, you know, I'm not quite sure, read them, read half an hour of them, um, and you should be able to see how that starts to boost not only, you know, the ideas for a conversation with your daughter, but also the perception you have of the world around you and you about the judgments that people make or maybe make and do not tell you about yourself. And, you know, and that starts to have an impact on yourself too. I appreciate you sharing that because it's, it's definitely, you know, I think that we do have to look internally to ourselves to be able to see what the, you know, how these things are impacting us. And it's not always an easy introspection but it's definitely something that I think that all of us have to do. Um, you know, I'm, I, as I mentioned, you know, when you have teenagers and there are tweens and they're starting to talk about things and, and, and really verbalizing things that, you know, to me, you know, definitely are, are challenging, you know, because it's, 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 you know, it, it, ups, it upsets me. And I hear my daughter saying that she feels like she's ugly. Um, and I'm like, why? Why are you saying that? You know, what is it? And she she doesn't have the words. She doesn't have the way to be able to explain that to me. And so we try to have these conversations and sometimes they're positive and sometimes, but I think it's important to just have the conversations too. Um, even if, you know, you have to work into a place where you both can better understand each other. Um, it's not always going to be easy for a father 
to connect in that way because sometimes your daughter's not going to want to connect in that way. Um, and these are my own personal experiences when, you know, in trying to have these conversations, you know, it's, and it's different at different ages too. And you see that in the units that, you know, what you're talking to someone or you're talking to a girl that is five versus a girl that is 13 is very different. And, and, and they can understand and verbalize and explain things in a much different way as well. And, and, you know, I think the reality is that, you know, we are all different as, as human beings and as fathers, right? And we'll always, we'll all have a slightly different way in which we dialogue with, with our own daughters. We have a slightly different way in which we, we approach things. And that's just also genetic. It's just the way we have been brought up and some things we cannot change. I think what I would say, if there is any father who's experiencing this or, or, or would like to do anyway, face this issue and, and you find it difficult because maybe emotionally, whether it's a difficult age and you don't have that relationship with your daughter right now, or whether it's because you don't quite know how to reassure her in a way that is going to be meaningful and that it's going to make sense. I think there is one thing that we all need to anyway try and do and make sure we do. And that I think will, can be done, you know, and that. And it is to provide literacy, to explain what the real world is about, what our daughters are going to be facing when they look at advertising, movies, social media, when they go to school, what the difference is between reality of how we all wake up in the morning and, you know, and what the media, especially, world is trying to, is trying to show us. And this we can all do. We can all, and you know, obviously we offer the modules because we try to condense uh, that knowledge in, in, in the modules. But it's about, you know, that, that, can be, that is an exercise of share, of teaching something. And that I think any dad uh, and every dad should, should try and do because, you know, it's, it's the easier part. I appreciate having the emotional conversation then around the nuances of the situation of one's daughter uh, depends often on, on, on many other, many other aspects. So I know you've mentioned it a couple of times, but if people want to learn more about the program, if they want to, um, outside of being able to do the things within our own group, but if they want to go deeper and they want to learn more about how to maybe bring it to their own community, where should they go? Again, very simple. It's dove.com slash self-esteem. We've tried to make it as easy and URL as possible so that, you know, uh, it'll be accessible to everyone. That's a starting point for parents, for teachers. There are different sections and then depending on some you know, of your um, dads in the room, maybe parents and teachers, you know, and that's a double win for us also if they, if they decide to, um, to take part and adopt the materials. It's very easy. It's just that dove.com self-esteem and that's the start um, of the journey for any dad. And then from there, you know, there is more for those who want more. There is less for those who think they, are, they have it covered. And uh, anybody, everybody will make their own decision based on that. Well, Edo, we, we, we truly appreciate you being here today. Thank you for all that you're doing with Dove um, and for, you know, speaking with us today because it is so important for dads to get involved in these conversations. And, uh, you know, we thank you and please bring back our thanks to the whole Dove community for putting together this curriculum and allowing for all parents to have these, these meaningful conversations with our daughters. Uh, to be honest, uh, Chris and Brian, I, I must thank you on behalf of myself and uh, the whole of Dove because, you know, for us, it's all about, you know, ha as many 
young people and young daughters um, as possible being, you know, reached and, and have this conversation, have a chance to, you know, to have an impact on their body confidence and self-esteem. And a special thanks from me in particular, being a dad of a daughter, so being exactly the spot-on group. Um, as we said at the beginning, I think it's, it's a particularly important intervention and it's a particularly important group. And, it's a, and I feel the responsibility as a dad every day. Um, and uh, I'm really glad and I'm really excited to see a community of brave, you know, uh, dads facing this topic and having this conversation because I think it's exactly uh, what, uh, what we need to get, you know, to, to a better place and a better future for ourselves and especially for our daughters. Yeah, thank you so much. I hope to see you around the group quite often, uh, especially uh, maybe not so much in the next couple of weeks as you prepare for baby number two, but um, excited to have you aboard and, and hopefully we'll have you back um, every so often just to touch base about self-esteem and projects going on. I would love to. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Yep, thank you. And everyone, as I said, if you haven't had the chance yet to check out the units, please do. Um, in the in the uh, the Dads with Daughters by Fathering Together Facebook group, all you have to do is click on units. It's on the left-hand bar. You're going to see all the different things and different um, uh, kind of uh, menu items there. And it's the fourth one down. So you can see about, discussion, mentorship, and then units. Click on that units, and you're going to see all seven units right there. And you can go one by one as you go through them. Just click that you're complete and it even tracks that for you so that you can know where you're at and that you know how to keep moving forward. So thanks all for listening today and we'll continue to uh, share more information with you um, in the future. If you've enjoyed today's episode of the Dads with Daughters podcast, we invite you to check out the Fatherhood Insider. The Fatherhood Insider is the essential resource for any dad that wants to be the best dad that he can be. We know that no child comes with an instruction manual and most dads are figuring it out as they go along. And the Fatherhood Insider is full of resources and information that will up your game on fatherhood. Through our extensive course library, interactive forum, step-by-step -step roadmaps, and more, you will engage and learn with experts, but more importantly, dads like you. So check it out at fatheringtogether.org. If you are a father of a daughter and have not yet joined the Dads with Daughters Facebook community, there's a link in the notes today. Dads with Daughters is a program of Fathering Together. Find out more at fatheringtogether.org. We look forward to having you back for another great guest next week, all geared to helping you raise strong, empowered daughters and be the best dad that you can be. We're all in the same boat. And it's full of tiny screaming passengers We spend the time We give the lessons We make the meals We buy them presents Bring your A-game Cause those kids are growing fast The time goes by just like a dynamite blast Calling astronauts and firemen, carpenters and muscle men Get out and be the world to them Be the best dad you can be Be the best 